0: Welcome to episode six of the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. My name is Janet Craig, and I'm one of the co founders of Destination Better.
1: And I'm Barbara Anderson, the other co founder of Destination Better.
0: And on today's episode, we are going to talk about corporate communications and why corporate social responsibility or CSR is foundational to your content strategy and how to include it with six components for success. This is the first part of a three-part series that we are doing on communicating CSR. And today we are going to talk about internal communications. In episode seven, we're going to talk about externally communicating CSR. And in episode eight, we'll take a look at communicating CSR to investors and company owners. So be sure to catch those additional episodes. As always, you can find show notes at Destinationbetter.com slash six. We'll have a free resource for you because that's what we always promise. That's right. right. Valuable. So you can just sit back and listen now or watch if you're on YouTube because we've taken the notes for you.
1: That's right. Welcome to the
0: Creating Responsible Companies podcast, where our mission is simple, to make the world a better place, one responsible company at a time. Now, here are your hosts, Barbara Anderson and Janet Craig.
1: Janet, this is not only valuable for corporate social responsibility professionals, but also for corporate communications professionals. And I think that corporate social responsibility embedded into their content strategy is just a huge opportunity if it's not already. And if it is already, then we're going to provide some tips for how to really think about it even differently.
0: And, And in our work, too, we've come across when we've worked in other companies working on CSR strategies And there's always somebody in communications who's just waiting for you to say, hey, Do you want to help us tell our story? (laughs) They're just dying to tell the story. Nobody's ever asked them sometimes. And so we've come across some really amazing champions in the communications departments with the companies that we've worked in. And so we are super passionate about this, especially Barbara, because you spent a lot of
1: time in this space. That's right. And I actually was even told that I communicated too much, if that is such a thing. (laughs) But it's such a great story, often. And it just has so many benefits, which I won't go into now because we're going to talk about that in a bit. But what might be helpful, Hannah, is for us to start with a definition of corporate social responsibility, just to give a sense for what type of topics will be included in a content strategy. So our definition is how a company manages the impact it has on the environment, as well as the people inside and outside of the company. So when you think about who those people are, they employees, the communities, customers, suppliers, owners. And the third component is how the company governs these areas. So this includes reporting on economic performance because this is about making more money in addition to being responsible. So those three components are environment, social, which is the people in and outside of the company, and then governance or economic as the third component. So we'll talk a little bit here real quickly about what topics would be included in each of those. And first would be environment. So typically, a company would report internally and externally on energy, waste, water, and effluence. And those are those nasty things that a company might produce that would go downstream or or pollute. So those are effluents. So what about on the economic or governance side, Janet?
0: So on the economic or governance side of things, we look at the financial performance. So how does the company make money? One of the things that we also take a look at is purchasing policies. So does your company include social and environmental factors in its purchasing policy? Do you make sure that there is not child labor in your supply chain or trafficked humans? And also the ethics policies that prevent corruption. Sometimes companies have codes of ethics and business Mm -hmm. standards that they produce, and just making sure really that companies are competing fairly.
1: That's right. So we've talked about environment topics, economic or governance topics, and the last is social. And again, this is how companies treat people inside and outside of their company. So these topics include everything from customer health and safety, employee health and safety, product ingredient transparency, labor practices, employment policies, labor relations, as well as safety of employees, training, diversity, and discrimination. And, of course, we hate to even talk about some of these topics, but companies do need to report that they are not doing these, is preventing child labor or human trafficking in the supply chain. And how, most importantly, I think, not maybe most importantly, but when I'm near and dear to my heart, is how a company supports the communities in which it operates.
0: That's right. There's lots of great opportunities for that. And we'll get to it in just a few minutes. So hold on to your hats, people. Okay, <laughs> so... thing that we need to do is we've taken a look at what CSR is. We've taken a look at some of the topics that you could be discussing inside your company. And these are topics that are important to people that that work there. But who are your internal stakeholders? There's lots of different groups. And sometimes we have to talk to them differently. So internal stakeholders are employees and subsets. So We have leadership, so executive Mm -hmm. leadership and sometimes boards of directors. Those are important. You could be looking at speaking to different company divisions. Sometimes people call them business units. Geographic audience. If you're a global company, you may be speaking geographically to like APAC or Latin America, Mm -hmm. Europe, those types of geographic audiences. And then contractors or contracted staff or third-party vendors, they do Walk through the halls of your company. That's right, as do visitors. As do visitors, that's right. And so we want to be sure that you are aware of those stakeholders and that you have opportunities to talk to them.
1: That's right. So we talked earlier as we presented this as the six components. And so that's the first component is the audience, the second component is what to communicate. Mm There's so many opportunities here. From an internal perspective, you really want to tell your internal, mostly employees, about your corporate social responsibility strategy, your goals as it relates to your strategy, the progress, any kind of events that you have, maybe fundraising events or signing of documents or um, big milestone. A great way to do this is through images. We know pictures say a thousand words certainly talk about your successes, as well as challenges. And I think we always think about how to tell that good story, but we know life is not always easy. And so you have to talk about challenges, which often opens the door for employees to say, hey, I could help with that. As you are thinking about what to communicate internally, Things also include like educate your company about what your strategy is focused on. We've talked about this in other episodes about making it relevant to your business, why the company is focused on these specific priorities, progress updates, small wins. One thing, no matter if you put the most brilliant piece together about your strategy, what's going to get the most hits is your human interest stories. (laughs) <laughs> about what an employee did, maybe at a pet shelter or something like that. So, human interest stories are great. And always position it in the terms of with them, right? What's in it for them and how it can benefit your internal employees or your contractors or, or the executives. And lastly, be clear about asking for assistance. And as you share what your strategy is, what your goals are, always connect the dots and try to think about how employees can help with that strategy where they can play a role, open the door for them, be clear. And so that's the second component of what to communicate.
0: All right, so now we're going to go on to why you would communicate. And whenever we think about why we would communicate, we always have really good reasons, right? But (laughs) sometimes I think it's important to really understand what those whys are. So if someone asks you the question, well, why should we be doing this? We're going to give you the answers. So hopefully you'll you'll be able to get past those objections that anybody gives you. The first one is huge and major. It's just to establish credibility Mm -hmm. and to outline the value of your CSR program, and if you don't have a formal program, how you are just managing the environmental and the social aspects and that governance piece, like how you're running your company, just basically how you're doing it. Right. Um, and so to establish credibility, number one, also, uh, of course, outlining the value and then reporting progress. People love to see right. that you said you were going to do something. Well, tell us how you're doing. If you haven't done as well as you thought you would tell the story, That's right. people just love to know that you're doing something. It's really good for fostering relationships either in your community up and down your supply chain even with potential employees right That's so attracting right. talent and then also to create csr ambassadors inside your company so you have a, a lot of people that didn't know that you were doing the great things what do we like to say companies are doing great things they just aren't telling their That's stories right. and so when you start communicating it you should be prepared for creating an army of csr ambassadors inside your company because they will they will show
1: up Right. And we know that there's especially generations who only will work with companies who align with their values. And so you have to tell that story, even if you think nobody's listening.
0: Yeah. They're listening. <laughs> we promise.
1: They are. You know, it's kind of like being a parent, right? You yeah. think your kids aren't listening, and then they get older and they're like, oh, you were listening. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> So, okay, so of the six components we've covered, number one was audience, number two, what to communicate, number three, why communicate, and then this is one of my favorites. This is number four, ways to communicate. Oh, and they are so many, and this is where you can think about being really creative. So first of all, think if you have, if your company has an intranet, if you're large enough where you have a system that's um, got a firewall around it and you can communicate there, that's certainly one place to communicate. The good old email is one. It's an easy one. But don't lose sight of handwritten notes, especially I think if you've got team members who have done something on the team, write a little note. It goes a long way. There's the good old-fashioned posters. If you've got televisions and throughout maybe a, a building that you could put rotating PowerPoint slides or images of programs.
0: And the people that are visiting your company and your suppliers that are walking Mm -hmm. around your halls love to see that. And we do.
1: We love when we go to clients offices, we stand at the elevators and and look at those. So so we're always proud to see that. Then if your company has a broadcast system, so maybe you've got like an audio system that um, you can broadcast messages across. That's a great way to do it, especially for milestones or reaching events. If you've got sidewalks, who ever thought that sidewalks could be a communication channel? But when we we used to have fundraising events, we would outline things on the sidewalks as employees. Yeah, as, as employees would walk in and it's something they never saw. And so it was super easy. You could rinse it off at the end of the day. The cost was like dollar store chalk, right? So sidewalks are fun. Staff meetings are really important, so this is where leaders can be informed. So we know that departments have staff meetings, we know that leaders do. So is there an opportunity to provide to them a slide, uh, maybe on a quarterly basis or a monthly basis, with an update? And we know that employees like to hear from their immediately from their managers. So that's a huge opportunity. It also reinforces that manager's commitment to CSR and their knowledge of it because they want to make sure they understand. before they present it. You've got in-person events or town halls, especially if you have leadership or like maybe a division has a meeting. If your company has kiosks, so maybe if you're like a, a large warehouse or distribution center, or if you have some maybe like call center, not every employee has a computer or a login. They can use the kiosk. What do I call them? Computers on a stand. <laughs>
0: Computers on a stand, yeah. Because there are a lot of large companies that, that we've worked with before
1: that have staff that does not have access to that intranet. So we've got to figure out better ways to reach them. Yep, that's a one way. There's printed pieces that you can send out, specialty items. just And so those are sometimes called tchotchkes, right, or printed items that can have messages on them. So things that I don't know, like little balls. I'm trying to think, or I'm looking around clips, our office trying to grab keychains some water or something bottles, like yeah, that reusable kind of thing. water yeah, bottles. Yeah, just those try kind to make them sustainable. Mm-hmm. If you've got a system where you still have a actual physical paycheck, you could do paycheck stubs, um, like inside the insert, like an insert into the paycheck or on the pay stub itself. Right, you could print messages,
0: and sometimes there are messages. You have message space available on the electronic pay stubs where you could just slug in some. Yeah, Copy on them too. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Online internal tools. So like your HR system, maybe your human resources or payroll. If you have giving systems where they log in, there may be a message and it can be really targeted to whatever that initiative is. There, You may have an employee newsletter, have a standing space in that. And the standard summary PowerPoint slide, which we've talked about, could be used internally for leaders or even externally, which we'll talk about in the next episode about external communication. And then you've got campaigns that could go across platforms. And the almighty now in the year 2020 is video, right? So try to create those videos, especially behind the scenes, get leadership on the videos, endorsing the programs, telling the story. So huge opportunities there. And that's the fourth part of ways to communicate.
0: One little idea that one of our clients had, they operate call centers and those call center employees did not have access to the intranet. However, IT could push out little windows and little inspirational messages on their computers. And so that's another good way that they can just have a good little pop-up that, yep. that comes in as a reminder. Mm-hmm. Fifth component. That's right. Words of caution. probably one of the most risk averse people you'll ever meet.
1: (laughs) Calculated anyway. Calculated (laughs) risk. If
0: I I could put a number on it, it's awesome. But this is something you and I both agree on. And that is to assume that anything you communicate internally may end up outside your company
1: mm-hmm
0: so don't um just make sure that whatever you're comfortable with talking about internally if an external stakeholder or someone saw that same message um that's your litmus test right there would it be okay if this got outside our company and someone spread the news somewhere that's right all right And the other thing is don't look like the yearbook editor. This is one of Barbara's... Word of caution. Word of caution. (laughs) That is don't be in every one of your photographs that you take when you're in events. Make sure that you are... Recognizing that other people are there, that that they are supporting what you're doing if you're leading CSR or leading this for your company. And that's part of one of those great 24, you know, soft skills right. that we talk about in one of our other episodes. Episode four, I think. Episode four. Mm-hmm. Um, is that make sure you're nodding, giving the nod to some other people too, so that it doesn't look like it's all about you. Because that's right. it's all about everybody.
1: So as we round out this episode here, and we hope that people go to the download to look at this information. When we said there's six components, so I'm gonna review them real quick. The audience is number one. And then second is what to communicate, third, why communicate, fourth, ways to communicate. Fifth is words of caution. And because we are glass half full kind of gals, we aren't going to end on words of caution. We're going to end on a positive note of areas of opportunity is number six. So this is something that I feel very passionate about. When you think about stakeholders in a company, you think about communities, suppliers, vendors, governments, I feel very near and dear to my heart is that of all those stakeholders, I always considered employees as fifty percent importance of all of those combined. so this this internal communications is so key to the success of a program, and as we've said before, no cSR professional can do this alone, and so we need leadership support, we need support of our colleagues. we need their innovation of creative ideas. so, in terms of areas of opportunity, this sixth component is to focus 50% of your effort of communication on internal stakeholders. In addition to that, be present and like be that like constant voice but not overwhelming, not too much in the limelight or too much like out of balance with what the business operations are. And as Janet had indicated earlier, goes a long way in terms of fostering internal relationships and it helps Im- build connections with employees. So I think as we know, as leaders of companies now, where employees used to go with a company, maybe like our parents and they would stay there for 30 years. And that was the mission, right? And now if you're there thirty years, that's a good thing. So try while those employees are there for those philosophical three years to really have them connected to the company, have them be the best that they're going to be, invest in them. And so this is a way by, in, by educating them internally on your CSR is a way to build those connections. And I would even add it's even more so important for remote employees. So many companies today have employees, including us. I think what of our 80% of our workforce isn't in our office. No, 60% of our workforce isn't in our office. So this is even more so. So that they feel connected. And even if you're communicating something that isn't happening at your location as at other locations, it still provides that sense of pride for employees. And areas of opportunity is to tie the messaging back to the CSR strategy, always connect connect those dots about why we're doing things so it doesn't look like you're doing something over here in this community, or you've invested in this project, or you're taking these environmental steps, make sure it's all connected to those key components of your strategy, which is in episode five, we talk about how to do that.
0: So Barbara, what I hear you saying, and what we've talked about over the last few minutes is we've talked about audiences, what to communicate, why to communicate, ways to communicate, the words of caution and areas of opportunity. But as we're going through here talking about this, and I know that people are like, oh, those are such great ideas. But all of these ideas involved a bunch of different departments in your company. They involve Mm -hmm. IT, they involve HR, they involve all kinds of different components of your organization. And so those are all amazing opportunities to build those better relationships and some strong relationships in areas that you may not have thought that were important to you, but, but
1: we can see that they're vitally important. We call them sustainability cousins. That's right. So we, we hope that this content is valuable for the CSR professional including and as well as the everyday superhero who people who we say are inside of a company who want to make a difference these are ways that you can get your message out of course we encourage you to go through your corporate communications or through whoever is leading communications for your company don't go rogue <laughs> don't do that <laughs> but we hope it's valuable for people who have formal responsibility for csr but also people in corporate communications to understand the value of that this this is not a nice to have. This is a key component of a business, especially as it relates to employer attraction and retention. And so we encourage all of the parties, including leaders who might want to tap into this resource to go to destinationbetter.com six to download these show notes. And this will be a tool and a, and a guideline for you and your organization We'll also have some more information on our social media channels. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We'd love to have some more folks in, and we'll be communicating there and sharing some ideas and best practices. And we're on Instagram. Did you say that already? I didn't say LinkedIn, Instagram.
0: LinkedIn, Facebook. We have a Facebook group, which Barbara already said, but Destination Better has a Facebook page, and you can go take a look over mm-hmm. there.
1: And also on YouTube, if you're so inclined to to watch the episodes and um, as well as some other educational materials on our YouTube page. So we thank you for tuning in. And this is, as Janet said, part one of a three-part series. Next episode is episode seven, where we'll talk about the importance of external communications and the six components, the same six components, but focusing on external communications. And the last one I'm really excited about because Janet is such an expert really nationally in how CSR impacts the investor community and what they care about. And so she'll be doing a really deep dive on episode eight. I am
0: super excited. And when we talk about investors, for those of you who are listening, it's not just really large, huge companies like BlackRock and State Street and all those companies that have you know, that are making, you know, portfolios that you have inside of like your own 401k, but it's also private investors. They're really interested in this and there's, they're making some great changes. So we hope that you'll join us for those.
1: That'll be episode eight. So thanks for joining us. We hope this is valuable and until next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. Find tools and additional episodes on our website, destinationbetter.com. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, leave a voice message on our contact page. Don't worry, Barbara and Janet aren't millennials. They actually listen to voicemails. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.